Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good week and a good Yom Tov. Today was Yud Shvat, the 74th Yehilula Stalkus of the Friedrich Rebbe and the beginning of the Nesias and leadership of the Rebbe. So we'll begin speaking about that and then we'll move over to the regular scheduled program of the continuing journey in the life-changing Sefer Atanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights LLC, and it is in honor and memory of Rabbi Yisuf Halevi Weinberg of Ashalom, Rabbi Yisuf Pinchas Hakoyen Katzel of Ashalom, Rabbi Yel Hakoyen Kanal of Ashalom, and it is in schus and merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel Hakoyen and Risha Katzel Edich Yomim Veshanim Tevis for many long, healthy years. Being that it's Yutzfat, as I said, let's begin with that. So Yud Shvat was Shabbos Parashat Boy in Tov Shin Yud. The year was 1950. Shabbos morning. The sad news came that the Friedrich Rebbe, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, passed away. By Chassidim, there's always the expression, The sun sets and the sun rises. So immediately, it's considered the next Rebbe, the son-in-law of the Friedrich Rebbe, be called, at the time it was called Ramash, would become the seventh Rebbe. Officially, the Rebbe assumed leadership a year later, especially with the saying and the f- official delivery of the Maimer Bosse Legani in Tovshin Yud Al of 1951. So how do Chassidim celebrate a day like that? How do they recognize a day like that, I should say? At the time, it wasn't a celebration. It was a sad day. But still, over the years, a yard site becomes, as it explains in the Geras HaKedosh, a day that is considered the day when the Neshama goes up Lamaila, as he explains to the highest levels, and his mamshich below, brachas to all its students, all the tzaddik students and, and people who receive from him. And pale Yeshua's beket of audits. It affects Yeshua's salvations, redemptions, beket of audits, even in the depths of the earth. As he explains in the Geras HaKedosh in Tanya, the power of a Yemus Talkus. That's when the Maisa Naveda of the Tzaddik all gathers together, elevates, and draws down blessings below. So how do we honor a day like that? So of course, it's by committing to learning the Torah, and fulfilling the instructions and guidelines of the Rebbe. What we follow his paths. We follow his guidelines and his paths. So in this situation, in Yud we actually have a Maimer, the Maimer that was published that year, Tov Shin Yud. So, Kuntresim would come out each week or during special Shabbosim, special days. So a mimer, Bosselagani, was actually published that Shabbos, Bar Shaboi, Tov Yud. And that became the mimer that the Rebbe began saying when he assumed leadership the year later, 
That Maimer consists of 20 chapters, and these 20 chapters, each year the Rebbe would say and explain one of the chapters. So it went for 20 years till Tavshin Lamed, 1970, and then in 1971 the Rebbe began the cycle again. So Bachsidim, it became that Basiligani is learned, especially the chapter that corresponds with that year. This year would be chapter 14. So just a few, a little background and interesting. When Chassidim were learning the Maimur that Shabbos morning in Shul, Friday night, I should say, when they were learning it Friday night, the Stalkos was Shabbos morning, they noticed that in the Pesach Dover, in the introduction to the Maimur, the word Shlita was missing a Yud. It said, Shin Lamed Tes Aleph. You write Shin Lamed Yud Tes Aleph. Sheyichi Lom Tevus Aruchis, Yom Tevim Aruchim. The Yud was missing. People noticed it. The next morning it became more clear what was the story. And interesting, it's Yud. So the day is Yud Shvat. The year was Tovshin Yud. The Rosh Tevus of the Friedrich Rebbe is Yud Yud, Yesef Yitzchak. And it's known, especially in the last year, when the Friedrich Rebbe would sign his letters, so the Yud of Yitzchak, he made bolder and bolder, like Sava Shuris. Usually you write a Yud, you write a little dot. But he would actually make, like you would write in a Sefer Teda, with a, a center, and he filled it in with a Ketz Lamayla, Ketz Lamata. The Rebbe wrote in a note to someone, we don't know the reason. But later in Tov Shinun, 40 years from Yud Shvad, the Rebbe explained that Yud represents the Friedrich Rebbe's Aveda, so it's the Rosh Tevis of his name, the year Yud, Yud Shvat is, is, is Yema Yorz, is Jastalkus, is Lula, Tavshin Yud. Yud represents Chochmah Bittl. So everything is Ashgacha, El And indeed, is also as Nesias was in tens. He began as Nesias also in a round year, 1920, Tavrish Pei. So from Tavrish Pei to Tavrish Sadik to Tavshin to Tavshin Yud, 30 exact 30 years. Again, in a cycle of tens, three tens. Number ten, it says in Svarim, is a misper asholim, is the full round, full rounded number, the complete number. That's why you find ten is a minion. Everything in number of ten, ten, a hundred, a thousand. So it's just interesting. So you have a tzaddik, a rebbe, that his whole Nesias was around the number ten and the, and the letter Yud. And indeed, that was the Aveda of the Friedrich Rebbe. Aveda of Mesidus Nefesh. Yud represents Mesidus Nefesh. There's no substance of its own. A letter Hey has substance. A letter Yud is just the bare minimum, the Nekud. The Nekudis. Nekudis habitl in the language of Chesidus. And that's what the Friedrich Rebbe embodied and personified. Total bitl. Went through terrible times. Was arrested. Was tortured. Physically in every possible way. And yet he came out stronger and he continued to maintain and rebuilt Chabad from Lubavitch, from the Shtetl Lubavitch where he was born, all the way going through Europe and then finally coming to the United States in 1940, also in a round year, 1940, Tovshin, and led the movement for 10 years until Tovshin Yud, until his son-in-law, the Rebbe, continued his work. So on a day like this, we honor that power, the power of Mesidus Nefesh, the power of the Yud. We try to incorporate in our personal lives that type of bitl. So in an interesting expression in Masef Mamorim Yiddish, 
Friedrich Rebbe teaches Koyach Habitl in Yiddish. He says, Bitli teaches Ibergegebenkeit, devotion, dedication, commitment. Koyach Habitl, the craft von Ibergegebenkeit. It's an interesting translation. You know, usually we translate Bitla, I mean, this literal is nullification. In this case, it's a positive nullification. Suspending yourself, suspending yourself in order to absorb something greater than yourself. That's bitl. But the craft, the craft of devotion, dedication to something greater than yourself, which is the, the Indian of bitl of Yud. Yosef, the first Yosef in the Torah was also an embodiment of that. As we know, he was in Mitzrayim, in Erev Saaretz, in a depraved land, and yet he maintained and preserved his integrity, which was a big challenge. It's one thing to be a shepherd and live in a more spiritual environment, insulated and immunized from the material world around you, but to live in the mouth of the belly of the beast, so to speak, in the mouth of the, in the, mouth of the abyss in Erev Saaretz, and maintain his connection to the Ebershter, that requires a tremendous level of bitl. And the Rebbe explains in many places how the Friedrich Rebbe represented that same idea as Yosef did back in Mitzrayim. He also explains why, by says in the end of Pasha Vayechi, Yosem Yosef, Oden bin Mitzrayim, Yaakov was taken back to Israel and was buried in the Mars of Yosef belongs with the people in Mitzrayim to give them hope, to give them the promise that we will ultimately leave this God-forsaken place. So that Somis Yosef that remained with Eden Mitzrayim was a form of comforting, consolation. And the Rebbe says the same thing, the Friedrich Rebbe didn't ask to be taken to Israel. He's here in Golis in America, where the oil is, to give us strength that we will all march out of Golis. So it's again Yosef in Golis, with us, giving us the strength. Like it says about the Yud, the Yud, that spark, that bitl comes into the world below and transforms it, which was the Aveda of the Friedrich Rebbe. Especially through the difficult times, first under the communists, then in Nazi Europe, and then finally the apathy and the difficulties of assimilated America to come to say America is not different. At the same time, Yudhishvara is also the beginning of the Nisias of the Rebbe. Beginning of the Nisias demonstrates, as the Rebbe says in his Maimer Boslegani, Tovshin Yudalef, that this is the Deir Ashvi. The Maimer talks about the seventh generation. Moshe was the seventh generation from Avram. And he accomplished Vishachanti Besechem to bring the Shekhinah down below. So the same idea is that now, in our generation, the seventh generation from the Alter Rebbe, will bring the Shekhinah below. This is the day that will bring the Geula. And that indeed is the theme of the Rebbe's entire leadership. And the theme of Basilegani. The 20 chapters all talk about transforming the world, transforming the animal soul, transforming the Sheker into Keresh, into the Kroshim of the Mishkan, to make a Shreshchanti Besechem, the Shtus of Le'umazeh, Atzei Shittim, the insanity of materialism, and turning it into a holy insanity, Shtuz de Kedusha. When the Maimah was first delivered, was Tafresh Pei Gimel, 1923, Pasha Boyim So Friedrich Rebbe said then that it's a Balabat Hashem Maimah, And he explained what he meant. Balabat is, well, teaches us how to become a Balabos over your Nefesh Abams. 
We're learning in Tanya this. Muhammad, the war between the divine soul and the animal soul. Never shall he kiss, never shabamis. And the Maimer, Basilegani, the last Maimer published from the Friedrich Rebbe, the first Maimer delivered by the Rebbe, its theme is how to become a Balabos. In other words, to control your animal soul instead of it controlling you. And we're actually learning in chapter 17, which we'll go over shortly, about the power that even though by the Shoim is Libom, by the Shoim is Rishusam, is Bereshus Libom, they're controlled by, the, by their hearts. By Tzadikim, Libom Bereshusam, they control their hearts. The Benini, he's able to control his heart, not naturally, but through his effort. So become a balabos over your nefesh And the central theme of Bosilagani is how you do that. How you take yourself and make yourself into Odom Kiyakim became Korban Hashem. Like in the Mishkan, we each is a, have to become a Mishkan to Hashem. You take your animal soul, you bring it as an offering. Odom Kiyakim became Korban Hashem. Mina Behema, from the nefesh abamis. And you transform the sheker, the falsity, the, the, the duplicity and the deceptiveness of this false world, you're transforming it into crushing the Kesher and Keresh, become a divine home, a divine abode where God rests. And he goes through that, that's done by Tzivis Hashem, the soldiers of Hashem, Eden. And for that, I mean, in the Sochan of this war, Mizvaz B'za'etzis, the king, splurges all his treasures, even the most hidden ones, to overcome the enemy, because Midasan Etzachim, to win over the enemy, reaches the deepest part of the soul, higher than all other faculties. And then he explains, as we're learning in, to get to chapter 14, and what is that, Lamaila? That's Eden Sof, Lamata, Lamaila, Lamaila, Adenke, it's Lamata, Mata, Aden Tachlis. That Eden Sof is given to us as a gift, even Lamata, Mata, Tachlis, even in the lowest levels, as he explains in chapter 14. Even in the Shol Tachas, even in the lowest level, is Hincha, as the Pesach says in, in Tehillim. So even in Klippus, and even in Eved and even in the most darkest places, we always have an unscathed, I would go even deeper, not just unscathed, untouched, a pure Eden Sof, as he explains in the Maimon, that the Eden Sof remains intact, even if it's concealed in the lowest places. So we know we have these resources to overcome any challenge. Then the later chapters he talks that, that even do- deeper than that is the Oitzer. Once you bring the, go down all the way below, you reveal the Oitzer, which comes from the Helama Atzmi, from the concealed highest divine levels that are even beyond revelation. That's the treasures and the resources we're given to deal with the battles of this world. So the whole Maimed, Basilegani is essentially empowerment giving us the strength to deal with all the challenges and all the obstacles in our lives. And not only will we overcome them, not only do we have the divine energy here in this world, but dafke here, the yesh lamata, dafke here, in this helen, we have etzim itself, the etzim itself, the core power itself, so we can achieve and create a dira leyuz baruch leilatz muse to make a home for the etzim of godliness in this world. So what more message is appropriate today when we're fighting battles in Yisrael and all types of battles. So we know we have all the resources, all the treasures, all the strengths. No matter what challenge you have, whether it's personal, collective, the Eden Sof is with you. And furthermore, the Lamata Mata Aden Tachlis, 
And furthermore, the Sof of the Maile Maile Aden and even deeper than Eir, the Helam itself, itself is created by the Ebeshter. That gives us tremendous keiches to deal with any challenge we have. And the Friedi Kareb, as I said before, personified that. That even in the darkest moments, he did not give up. On the contrary, he stood strong and he prevailed. So we have com- total confidence that we shall prevail. There are some messages from Yutzvat connected to each one of us. So every year, Yutzvat, we renew this commitment and we have a job to do. We are the arms and legs and the mouthpiece that we have to carry on. We're in Chutzo, in Tachtenim, in the lowest levels. To bring Chsidis, to bring Tere, to bring Mitzvahs, Tzedek, and Yeshir, to transform this world and make it into Adira Betachtenim, Beshachanti, Besechem. The mission of the seventh generation. In that spirit, one of the ways we do so is we learn Tanya, Tereshebiksav of Chsidis. And that's what this program is dedicated to week after week, the learning of Tanya. So let's now move over to the second part of this program. We're up to Tanya in chapter 17. And fitting to what we're talking about, Tanya is built on the Posik, as the Alter Rebbe writes on the Shablat, on the cover page. That's Miyusid on the Posik, Kikorev Elecha, Dover Me'ed, Beficha, Obelvavchala, Seise. Echu Korev Me'ed. So indeed, in chapter Yudzayin, that's what he goes to. It's the first time he comes, he comes and brings the posik. He says, how do we understand that? So, to speak, that everyone has control over, so it's accessible. Action, we all behaviorally can do what has to be done. We have to just want to. But, is Someone pointed out, I was looking for the right word, means it goes against our nature. Someone told me, maybe it means counterintuitive. But means it's not in the spirit of what we know, like he says, to control your heart, your emotions. Emotions are desire, the tempta- desire the pleasures of this world. We're tempted by that all the time. It's not easy, Kariv, and, and more than that, Kariv Ma'id, to transform the heart from the desires of this world to love God in a true, in a true way. So why is the Pesach says, Kariv Elech Adover Ma'id, And the Alter Rebbe answers, well, he first intensifies the question. Even Yireh, he says, is not a mil sezutra, it's not a small matter, for Shorav. And then we say, Tzadikim dafke libam bereshusam. And here we're saying, Bulabovcha. And Atedehin Nitzchis, which means it's not just for the time of Mesha, it's not just for some people, for all people. So how can we say, Karve lecha dovermed, lecha to every person? So Altarebbe answers, Ella, that by the word la sese, the word expression is, Beficha ubulvovcha la sese. There's no vov. So the bulvovcha la sese. You have the capacity, maybe not to reach a fiery passion, <coughs> excuse me, a fiery passionate love. There is a level of abatement that can reach that too. But even if you can't reach a fiery passion, what he calls libe, bizgalus libe, berish kirish be'esh, with a fiery flame, you still can reach reusad libe shebetalumas lev. A person, every person, 
even someone that cannot stimulate and arouse that level of fiery passion and love for Hashem can at least contemplate the Ava Mishateris is his mind and the Talum Mislibay to feel that it's appropriate to love God. It's fitting. Ye osa, like he said. It's no, it's fitting. You appreciate it. So sometimes you can appreciate it and you fully feel it. Sometimes you don't fully feel the passion, but your heart and mind tell you that's the right thing to do. And bottom line is it leads you to actions. So it's lavovcha, so that everyone can reach. That brings you to actions, not due to hergel, because it's your, due to teva, due to your nature, or hergel nasa teva, second nature, but it's due to your effort. The dover zen could have made v'nokel l'chol odam asher yesh le'meich b'katkode. This is something that's could have made to every person who has a mind. To use his mind to understand and appreciate, ki moiche b'reshuseh. See, even though you said the libay is only b'reshuseh tzadikim, but moiche is in the is in the power of each individual. V'yochel is bein b'kachol asher yachpitz, yachpitz, and he can contemplate as much as he does at once. And when he contemplates on it, that will give birth, at least in his mind. He appreciates the value, the Avel Hashem, the Dovka Bebekim, it's race of the At least to the fact that it affects your action, which is Zerkaladam. That's the main thing, Hayyem Lasesim. The main thing is action. Like we learned, the mind naturally. And by birth, inherently, has the ability to, con- to control the left side of the heart. And on his mouth, and his speaking, meaning dibur, his speech, and all the evodim, shehem kleyamaisa, his actions. So you have all things, all in his reach. So there's a level of a you could say, he literally brings his galus libe. Like he said in the beginning of the last chapter, that there are people that can come to that level. But even Misha in Yode Masagas, still can come to Talumas Libe. Like we learned in the, in the previous chapter, 16. And Akash Baruchu is Mitzarefus. Machshavatev Akash Baruchu Mitzarefu So the Abishter compensates for the rest. Bottom line is you have access to the Bulvavchal. So what do we see here? That there's two levels. It's actually three levels, you can say. There's the tzaddik who libre bereshuse. He's already transformed himself. He does not need this work of contemplating and, 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 um, and taming and controlling the animal soul because he's eliminated the animal soul. He naturally loves God. Libre bereshuse. So his heart, what is the passion for godliness? Then there's the level of the benini who does not have that naturally. He's not conquered his animal soul. But he's as Moyach Shalatalev to the point that he can actually arouse and awaken through his contemplation a full love, a fiery passion for love. His Galus Libe. So there too, we don't need the Chiddush of Lvavcha. He also has Lvavcha. Not quite like a Tzadik, but Lvavcha. Then comes the Benini, who may not have Misha in Yodei Masagas. He can't create the fiery passion, but Lvavcha la Seise, for that he can do. And as we learned and discussed last week, the Tzamech Tzaddik's explanation, in addition, whether it's an additional explanation or it goes hand in hand, that Beficha, that through learning Teda, that gives you what to contemplate on and what to be that in turn affects Belvav Chalas
So the Pasuk, Kodav Elecha Dover Me'ed, Beficho Ubal Vavcha, is fitting. He answered the question. But now, what about the fact that there's people, we know there's a level of Arosha. And the Chazal, the same Chazal that spoke before about the Tzaddik, it says by the Rosha, it says, the same Maimah Chazal says, that the Rashaim, they are controlled by their hearts. So what do you do with them? How do they fit into here? And additionally, the Pasuk is talking about everybody. Also about a Russian. So Al-Tareb is now going to address that. So let's learn inside. So he says like this. That which we said, that you can generate, it's in your power, to generate enough love to observe mitzvahs, no, it's Bilvavcha that brings to La This is true, and that's within reach, very much within reach. For every person, but there's an exception. This is in all cases, unless, except if he's a real Rosha, Rosha Be'emes. So now we're coming to another level. The tzadi controls his heart, naturally, completely. The benni controls his heart through moyach shaltalev, through his effort. And there's also levels. But the shoyim is the opposite. They are b'rishus libam. Their hearts control them. Their desires control them. Their life is, follow, is to follow their desires. He says. Even stronger. Not just that their heart controls them. They never. They don't have any control over their hearts. Desires. This doesn't mean they cannot ever control their heart desires. We know that. But that's their state of being. And we're talking about a state of being. So what does it mean by Rosh So there are different commentaries that discuss it. The Rebbe emphasizes Rosh Hashanah means Rosh Hashanah. That when he said the end of chapter 11, we said there's a Rosh Hashanah and a Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah means the true Rosh Whereas he said in that language, end of chapter 11, Shatev Shebenafshim Nistaluk Mekir Be'veemet B'chinus Makif Alav Namayla. He's become so decadent and so immersed in his material pleasures, like an addict, that the good that's in him is not completely disappeared, but like hovers above him. It's not his personality. His personality is self-indulgence, hedonism, taking care of his own desires. So here's a person where you see he doesn't have control. Look at an addict, for example. Unless he does something, and we'll talk about of course he can turn things around. But at this point, he's addicted to the world. He's addicted to pleasure, his pleasures. 
So the idea of Meir Shaltalev, even Meir Shaltalev of Abeni, doesn't apply to him. Because what applies to him, what, what controls his heart? The Rebbe explains when he said Rosh Emes, we learned earlier in chapter 13 that Emes means something that is through and through Emes. So Emes can mean that he's either actually at Rosh Hashanah or he's at Rosh Hashanah but for all practical purposes, he's right at the edge of a Rosh Hashanah which means he may do good and it may be part of his life, but it's very easy and his state of being is generally Bekoyach, it just takes a little and it goes right into the world of Tavis again. So we know in human beings, you can't say, we can't fit everybody on the same level. There's so many variations. So he just explains that Rosh Hashanah means that. So a Russia in general follows his desires. But Russia by Emes, the Taivas have become so much his nature. It's a person who's become pushed up al Taiva. So even if his mind says to him, it's not worthy, it's like think of someone who wants to lose weight. Even if you sincerely want to lose it, but you become so, so habitual to you, it's impossible for you to stop yourself. So that's what we're talking about, Russia by Emes. But we still have to understand. So how does Karabilecha Dover Ma'it fit to him? So that will leave for the next week's class. So we'll stop here. Stop with Masayim Bitev. And you'll see that even this type of Russia can do tshuva. But for now, we'll stop and we'll continue next week. Everyone have a good Tavoch. And maybe Mamshir, the power of Yudshvat, through the whole year. And bring them with you. Thank you. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasupply.com for archived classes and more resources.